Today on episode 81 of the Home of Play podcast, a Star Wars game reportedly in development at Quantic Dream. Sony still has a long list of features it wants to add to the PlayStation 5. And finally, the CMOS battery issue on the PS4 has been wiped out with the latest 9.0 firmware update. All that and more. No more dead batteries. Let's get some intro song. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 81 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday, the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because you're true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by telling your friends, family, and the spirits about the podcast and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Just hit subscribe on the podcast. It helps us immensely. Every month we're growing, and it's all because you lovely gaming homies helping to spread the cause through the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the uh, non-dead ps4 batteries and that issue that we kind of said would not be an issue and guess what we found out it's not an issue yay we're right again in points on today's <laughs> on today's episode we have three news articles to discuss but first as always let us begin with what we've been up to this last week starting with chris well um on the pc front uh just playing the regular stuff that's in rotation nothing special on there Console wise, I uh, was bored and decided to play A Plague Tale again, uh, but this time on the PlayStation 5. Um, looks, runs amazing. Um, still enjoying it. I originally played the game on the PC, uh, really enjoyed it on there as well. Um, just having fun, taking my time, chipping away at it. Um, then the other bigger one, I got uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits, which I mentioned last week that I pre ordered. Um, didn't get too much into it other than today, this morning, I got a, a couple hours in, uh, I did pretty much everything up to the first spirit that you help. Um, so it's, it's fun. Uh, looks amazing. It's, uh, I see a lot of reviews where it's like, people are like, it's kind of seems for younger audience, but then when you play it, like the difficulty is definitely there. The, some of the puzzles are starting to slowly get a little bit more complex, um, the first, like, I guess major boss, cause they're kind of like minor bosses, but they're not too tough. Uh, the first major boss, I probably died like five or six times cause it's just, you know, learning the pattern of his moves and everything. And there's different stages like a souls like game. If I had to compare this, it's kind of like a more, you know, cartoony souls like Prince of Persia style game. Cause there's a lot of like cl- climbing ledges and stuff like that. Um, maybe more like Uncharted, I guess, in that regard, some kind of, you know, environmental puzzles that you gotta navigate and whatnot, but, uh, I'm liking it. Um, I could see myself finishing it. I don't think it's a very long game. And it's one of those games too, where if you want to get the platinum, you got to beat it twice. Um, that's pretty much it game wise. Like I said, the regular PC stuff's in rotation. Uh, I did look at the big Japan sale that's going on right now, and I did pick up two games. Uh, they were on my list for a while. Uh, I picked up the remastered Legend of Mana, 
which I was excited for. I think it was like 25% off. So that could be a couch co-op game we could play at some point, you and I. Uh, and then I also picked up the latest Yakuza game, uh, Lake a Dragon, that one. Um, I've ha- That one's been on my list for a while. Apparently, it's like kind of a rebirth to the story because it's new character, new environment, new people. So from what I see, it looks like it should be pretty good. Like I said, it was on sale, so I think I saved like 25 bucks or something, but I'm looking forward to trying those. I haven't started them, but they are now on my list of things to do. Although there's my list is going to get probably a little foggy at some point because I, I know Far Cry 6 is coming out in the next two weeks, I think. And then Alan Wake is coming out, the remaster. I don't know if I'm going to get that day one just because I don't necessarily need to. That seems like a game that I'll probably pick up when I'm really bored. Um... But yeah, that's pretty much been my week. How about yourself? What have you been up to this week, Steve? Uh, myself, I, again, didn't have a lot of time, but uh, all the time I did have, I put into Tales of Arise. I'm, I didn't look anything up because I don't want to get spoiled, but I'm pretty confident I'm at the end of the game. Uh, honestly, I think by Monday, I'll probably have beaten this game and I'll be able to talk about my final thoughts. But, you know, I, I don't think I'm holding anything back. I'm really enjoying it. I think... The battle's amazing. Um, and the story actually got a little bit better. Like, it's still not the most complicated or, like, original concept, but it's well enough. Like, I'm not going to say it's a bad story. It, the, I think it's the characters are the strength. And in RPG, that's what I like to see. So I'm going to give a, you know, bias points right there. But, you know, overall, I'm really enjoying it. Um, like I said, I can't get enough of the battle system. I want to continue. I want to see where it all goes. And then I hear there's uh, a lot of endgame stuff that I have to look forward to. And some spoiler that I did see accidentally makes it seem like the endgame could be quite interesting, actually. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, But otherwise, I don't know. Once I finish that, if I'm going to go to Kina or Kenya, I never know how to pronounce it. And uh, or I thought there Well, I might I've been pondering the idea of going to the director's cut of death stranding uh just because all the additions i feel like there's a full game there i just i feel like the price is asking a little bit much like i know you're giving me a big bundle but i don't think that game for its age is worth you know a full price even with new additions but that's just my opinion maybe i'm being crazy i'm iffy on the uh director's cut for the death stranding one i looked at a website that listed like the major changes as far as I can tell, it's just stuff that bypasses all the the slow stuff of the game. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's like a full game experience. I just say they made shortcuts to get around the the tedious bits, which is the game. So my counter argument though is that it they made a more approachable game. Yeah, I guess uh, that's going to speak to more than just the people that were willing to accept the niche market it was, <laughs> or it was speaking to. If that's coherent at all um but yeah i don't know i will see how it goes but uh all i know is i just want to get tails done and then uh figure out what i'm going to move on to next uh september's been surprising like there's the lost judgment too i was kind of thinking do i want to do that even without playing the first one uh yeah i i would actually argue like although not nothing's like a masterpiece currently definitely not death loop wink wink but um i feel like September's probably the best month we've had this year. 
even if you don't like all the games, I just say the argument alone, just saying the number of games that came out this month. Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's for surprising. Everybody. Even like there's been so much that I even forgot about like Diablo 2 Resurrected. Yeah. So, I mean, which again speaks good to what September has been. I don't know. Yeah. Chris, a recent PS5 upgrade that we got last week improves game performance, we found out. Yay. Uh, substantially, we're talking a whole two to three frames per second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty substantial, really. Pretty substantial. Uh, I, I kind of laughed when I saw this was even an article. Um, but it is like, it's a positive thing, but it's hard for me to be positive when it's, you know, two to three frames on older games, too, I, I should point out. I think uh, Digital Foundry pointed out Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition and Control Ultimate Edition is where they knew, noticed these, you know, single-digit frame uh, frames. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to say about that, Chris. No. I don't know what to I say. I mean, any performance boost they can do with just a software p- patch is accepted, and we will take more of that. Yeah, I think that's really the kindest way you can sum that up, right? Like, And that's just... From small testing, I don't think they went crazy, but it does show that there's a possibility that, you know, we can get slight improvements. So maybe we have three more updates, Chris, we might get 10% uh, performance increase here. This one, I know you're excited for, Chris. Last of Us Day, uh, apparently it's a day now, will deliver new content and merch this year. I know you being a very uh, diehard Last of Us fan. <laughs> I, I mean, you wouldn't shut up about how much you love the sequel. Uh-huh. So uh, we found out that uh, basically on the 26th of September, which is this Sunday, which will be the day before I post this podcast. So look forward to that. Not really. Uh, but we're, yeah, we're apparently supposed to get highly anticipated content or all new content. Um, I know some people are pointing fingers to the uh, multiplayer aspect, which if you've been listening to this podcast, I've talked about many times how they're still hiring for that game. Do not expect any updates to this game, at least for this year. I, I just, I can't fathom that being even a possibility. Uh, you don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that thing's going through so many restructures that I'd be surprised even if we see it next year. And if we do see it next year, it's not... I just couldn't believe that it would be released next year even. If I had to guess, because it's Last of Us Day, not Last of Us 2 Day, I would say it could be maybe a trailer for the the show or the movie. Is it a show or a movie? I can't remember. It's a HBO TV yeah, show. Yeah, maybe a trailer for that. That's what I would maybe expect more than it's not going to be a multiplayer drop. The, ten, yeah. the tens of people wanting that. No, and it, I don't know, maybe it's a DLC. Like, I know the first Last of Us had DLC. Um, you know, maybe that's a possibility. I honestly don't know. Like, it's been, I it just, nobody's heard much from Naughty Dog and since that game released, really. Yeah, Other than quiet. we're hiring, we're hiring, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. And then, like, Neil Druckmann seems busy. Like, I think it was announced this week, too, that he's going to direct some of the episodes for The Last of Us show. I don't know. You know, I, I don't, it, and I, yeah, it, it's hard. I need it. I'm trying to separate myself from how little I care about this because, <laughs> you know, I'm not a fan of Last of Us Part 2 at all. I really enjoyed the first one, and then I feel like it went a different direction, and that's fine. If you enjoyed, you enjoyed, and I'm not trying to take that away from you. It's just hard to be excited for this. I, I don't 
really care for the multiplayer. I mean, I, you know me, I'm just not the multiplayer guy. So I just don't really, I know we're not going to see it anyway, but I just couldn't care less. And then if, if it is DLC for a game that I didn't enjoy, clearly I'm not going to be excited by that either. Uh, the merch, okay, I can get, <laughs> like, uh, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, the checkerboard clothing, what do they call that again? Plaid. Yes, thank you, plaid. Uh, yeah, like, you know, new merch, which means plaid clothing, hooray. <laughs> like, because I couldn't clothing. find, yeah, I was like, what was that, two years ago? I think every, every girl in the world was wearing plaid, so I don't, you know, it's like, if you miss that, apparently this is your new opportunity to get into plaid. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, I, I've. I just don't think this is going to move the needle. Chris, are you a Titanfall fan? No. Good job, buddy. So we found out this week that we may or may not get a new Titanfall because apparently confusing and misleading people is the new craze. Uh, We got quotes here when asked on a YouTube video. uh, I guess a fan asked the question uh, if we're going to see any more Titanfall ever because Respawn seems to be very quiet about Titanfall themed anything other than you know it's confusing because technically apex legends is supposedly in the titanfall universe but i honestly let's can we just be real for a second that game was just that game and then for like added publicity it's like they wanted to like sprinkle some magic flakes on it. they're like oh and yeah it's totally involved in the titanfall world i'm like really because these characters look like basically carbon copies of if you took fortnite with the aesthetics of Overwatch. And then it's like, well, Titanfall never looked like that. So it's like for you, I just don't believe it, but whatever, it's fine. So anyway, uh, Jason Garza responded to the question on the YouTube channel. And he basically just said, don't get your hopes up, man. I've said this before. It's just dot, dot, dot. We don't have anything that works. There's nothing. There's nothing there. (laughs) We've got too many other games in the works right now. I don't think he could be more clear. So anyway, we got that messaging pretty clear. We're not getting more Titanfall stuff. So if you're a fan of Titanfall, boo. But this is where it gets real fun. On the official Respawn Twitter page, they also wrote, contrary to what some folks are reporting, Titanfall is the very core of our DNA. Who knows what the future holds, dot, dot, dot. So basically, I'm confident in saying, look forward to more Titanfall and don't look forward to any more Titanfall, Chris. (laughs) It means don't turn your back on the company they'll go to titanfall when their money dips a little low yeah i agree with that honestly it seems like they're trying things they've had success with fallen order clearly they're going to do a sequel to that i mean that team's also expanded so i there's obviously other projects they're taking care of apex all the time new content i just don't know how much room that leads them to work on this if they do have even other new ips maybe they're working on uh yeah i i I don't know. I'm not hungry for like more Titanfall. I enjoy Titanfall for what it was. Uh, one of the rare multiplayer games I actually enjoy playing. I do think I do feel bad that the second one, you know, that whole thing went down the way it did. You know, EA kind of screwed it, threw it out right between Battlefield and Call of Duty just to really give it no opportunity whatsoever. Though I'm on the side that I don't think the single player story was that great. Everyone puts that campaign, that single player campaign on a pedestal. And I just don't understand. I don't think it's that great. I don't think it's bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it, you know, <laughs> they just, they talk about it as grandeur way that it's amazing. And, and it's, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. We can move on. So Diablo two Chris resurrected came out this month. Mm. And uh, 
not surprising anyone, it's having server issues, which uh, sounds familiar from a Diablo game, Diablo 3. Looking at you, when I got it, midnight launch, I was all excited, and then I couldn't play for like days. Yeah, yeah that was great. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. Uh, I don't know if this has been resolved, honestly, you know, but uh, yeah, people are experiencing issues. They, I've, I don't know, this is the one I didn't like. But it's uh, so Blizzard on Twitter's responding and they're like, to address game creation and character issues, we'll undergo unscheduled maintenance at 10 p.m. We are expecting this maintenance to last 30 minutes. Players who are online and playing should log out before the shutdown is possible. Then they uh, kind of added to that offline play should remain available to all those players who have already authenticated. But if you're having server issues, Chris, <laughs> how do you authenticate? Yeah, it's just a few people that slip through. I don't know, man. Like, how does Blizzard... I know it's hard and it's taxing, but, you know, you should have a general idea at this point. And like, they just don't. If they just don't... If only they've had, like, a previous multiplayer game that, like, they would have some of this know-how to go off of. Or even two. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's not like they have uh, Overwatch and... I saw some people trying to play it, but... They were only playing single player because they try to play online and it wouldn't work. So I assume this has been resolved. I hope it has. I was at first I was like, yeah, I want to get this right away. But uh, I'm now I'm on the fence. It's like, yeah, I have put I my think- time into Diablo 2 in the past. I don't know if this is enough. Oh, for me. sure. So and that's I, I kind of echo everything you're saying. I there's a fondness in my heart for that game. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I just don't know if I need to go back. I I just don't know if I trust Blizzard. That's the one. I just don't know if I trust Blizzard, honestly, is the other half of it, where, you know, we've seen what they did with Warcraft 3. Uh, very famous. <laughs> what handling of that situation. And so I kind of feel like, worst case scenario, if I do want it, you know, let's say I finish Tales of Arise, I'm hungry for something. I'll just wait a couple of weeks. You know, let's just see how this all falls down, uh, you know, how it shakes out and uh, I can make a more educated decision later. Like I need to be better myself, you know, like just speaking to myself, I'm not saying everyone has to do this, but I need to be better on the games that you, you know, there might be an issue. Like it's okay to wait. And I think I just have to talk myself into that. Yeah. I'm kind of there too. Like, it's hard to say like my buddies right now are on a heavy path of exile push. Did you ever play path of exile? I had a friend who tried to get me into it. It's literally like drug pushers out of high school. I feel like everyone's got that one friend that's like, you got to try this. And I'm like, oh, it's like wannabe Diablo. And again, this is when it first came yeah, out. I'm talking a about that's when ago, yeah. So I don't know. It could be amazing it's, now, but I just... It's meh. pretty good, to be honest. Like, it's it's up there. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun playing it, jumping in. The ability system's really neat. Um... I don't know. It's it's up there with me. Like it's up there. It's like Diablo two, but like on steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's probably fine. But again, you know me. I like to be a lazy, lazy boy, and nothing's better than playing a game while just relaxing in a recliner yes. or a comfy couch. And I don't think you can do that with Path of Exile. No. Well, I'm no. But it's it's it, it's pretty calm game for the most part up until like the really heavy big fights, but. I don't know. Maybe you and I should try that. Should try that. If I have to play it on my PC, then nay. It's free. 
but nay. Chris, another thing that you love is Crystal Dynamics and the handling of their properties as well. So we found out this week that uh, even though it's not a PlayStation-centric uh, news, but apparently Crystal Dynamics has agreed to help the initiative with uh, the perfect art game they're trying to make. I don't even know where to start with this one, Chris. I don't even know where to take it. You have a game that was announced months ago. Uh, and then out of nowhere, you're like, we need an entire team to help us. Like an entire different development team. Yeah. It's literally the opposite of Final Fantasy VII Remake when they licensed out and then took it away from that company. And they're like, no, we need to do this ourselves. This is the opposite of that story. Yeah. Uh, I'm confused. Um, not to mention like we're this. Not that Crystal Dynamics can't do anything great. Like, I like to bug them about Marvel's Avengers because that's just the joke that will go on forever. Um, and, like, Tomb Raider's fine. Like, honestly, the first Tomb Raider they did was great. Uh, and second, I never played the third. The second was okay. That one I couldn't even get through. Um, I just think it, I didn't think it was as strong story-wise, but whatever, teach their own. Um, but it's just, yeah, I. if you were really excited for Perfect Dark, I would just say, Wait to see more. Don't pre-order. That's my only only word on that one. I just thought that was a very interesting article and why I wanted to kind of include it. Because I don't know what your thoughts are, Chris, but just for myself, uh, you don't really see a lot like that. Not to mention, like, coming out right and almost bragging about it. Yeah. Like, like Perfect Dark has that clout behind it. It's a pretty popular game. A lot of people really like that thing, so they're going to want it done right. Um. I myself didn't play it because uh, that was N sixty four, right? Uh, didn't, they had that one, and then wasn't it? Was I think it was a three sixty? They had that other one, right? yeah. Oh, right, They're right yeah. at launch, I think, or around launch. So I, I did not play those, uh, but I heard it about it from a lot of people. So I know Crystal Dynamics has the skills to do it right, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I agree one hundred percent with you. Don't be pre ordering this. Definitely wait till we see more. And I have a feeling it's going to take a while for us to see anything. And if they do oh, yeah. show us anything, it's probably not going to be enough to make your decision for you. So, And my, that, I think the N64 one, too, I do think I have some familiarity with it. And it's not positive. I'm pretty sure if I'm correct, that's the game where people could shoot you with a sniper rifle through walls. And uh, that was supposed to be the gimmick of that rifle, but uh, that pisses me off. <laughs> so don't be shooting me through walls and calling that like some kind of like special trait of the gun. I'm like, no, that's called bullshit, son. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we'll move on to something that will hopefully make Chris a little happier. Uh, this week, we got a little video and update uh, on a game called Voice of Cards. The Isle Dragon Roars in a new card game themed RPG from Yako Taro. Uh you know, famously near autonomy, all that stuff. So if you like near, you might like this. You might like the theme. Like it looks like the the art is great. It's very much his style. I like it. Hopefully the music is too. Um, but I'll let you take away because I think you start more positive than me, Chris. Were you excited to see this? How does this make you feel? Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, mostly too for like the fact that it's coming out. What was it? October twenty sixth or twenty eighth? Last week of October. So I'm pretty interested in it. I like card twenty eighth. Twenty eighth. I like card yeah. ba- based games. Um, this one seems unique. Uh, I liked the there is a world map and it's made of cards and you can explore and discover things. 
So I don't know if there's a bit of like randomness to it or if the map's the same all the time or it's, there's dungeons, it looks like. I don't know. It, it could be really interesting. Um, and Does it look like there's dungeons or is there just a card that says there's a dungeon? <laughs> there's a card that says it's a dungeon. Do you want to go in the dungeon? I don't know what happens after that. Then you yeah. take a left turn and then there's a wall. <laughs> and then <you're laughs> It's a cave. Um, but I don't know. Uh, based on like the creator there, the Yoko Taro guy, uh, I think it could be an interesting story. I haven't played the near games, but I know a lot of people who have, and they've said some crazy stuff about those games. So uh, I'm excited to see what this one will be. Uh, end of October is a good time too. I don't know if I have too many games going at that time. I could, cause there is some stuff coming out in October. Um, but, uh, we'll have to see. I'm excited. Cause I didn't know it was coming. So I honestly, I, I clearly have an affinity for Yoko Taro. Um, I enjoyed Near Autonomous a lot. I want to get to Near Replicant at some point. I missed the sale they had a couple months back and I'm still kicking myself for that one. I hope to see that game on sale again. I th- it's definitely a buy for me. Uh, just the music and the presence that these games have, uh, the atmosphere. I can't say enough good things about it. That I think that's what kept it going, especially the music. I, I, there's just a, a feeling I get from Near Autonomous where I'm like, I, I know this isn't like a like a 10 out of 10 game, but for some reason it makes me feel like it is. It's the most confusing. Like it's almost like it basically slips something to my drink and I'm just, I just keep sipping from it anyway. I'm like, this wasn't fizzy water before. Um, so I'm I'm excited. Like that gets me going. My only issue is like, is this like visually going to be enough to stimulate me? Is my issue. I feel like if it's just cards, it's just reading. My concern is it like Doki Doki Literary, wow, Literary Club, where I just don't want to keep reading and I get a little bored and then I just drop off altogether. Um, you know, and I did hear turn-based combat, so then that like you know, there's so many like, hits and misses here that it's it's really hard for me to see. Chris, where all the cards fall, I did it. Pun, pun. happened. Yeah, the punning. <laughs> like, I had to drop it somewhere. So I look forward to seeing more. I'm honestly, it's one of those games where I'm just kind of hoping Chris plays and then maybe he convinces me later. I don't know. Let's move on to what we're going to go with. Review Roundup. This one's for the week. We got two games in Review Roundup. We got Kena, Kena, no one knows how to say it properly. Bridge of Spirits uh, this week came out. And uh, as of Tuesday, I believe it was. Critic score on Metacritic, 81. Uh, Not as high as the last few games we've seen, but not bad either. Not as bad as some people want this game to be perceived as. I don't know why. But anyway, got 41 positive reviews, 6 mixed reviews, no negative. User score, though, 8.8. Should note that. 166 positive 11 mixed and 16 negative. So if you're taking user score, better than Deathloop. <laughs> so it's, uh, there you go. Uh, 60 negative is not bad, especially when you have a site that's just riddled with zeros, right? Yeah. So that's uh, not bad. Uh, I'm interested in this game. Again, it's so, this one seems to be very hit and miss. There's some people that love that they're like, oh, this feels like a PS2 game. Uh, it's very nostalgic. It's uh, it's hitting all those marks for me. And on top of that, like, let's face it, this is the, the studio's first game. Before this, they were a, an animation studio. So this is, you know, they're they're dipping their toes into new waters. 
and they should be commended and it should just be appreciated that they were able even able to make a game honestly uh not to mention like you don't hear too many negative things about it being broken or anything which i think is another uh pretty good you know fact so I there thought you go i ran into one issue with it and then i'm like well i'm like why isn't this ending like this thing's like this part should just be ending and i'm like oh wanted me to scan it <laughs> so it was an issue with me not the game <laughs> then we also had death stranding's director's cut that one that came out this week as well critic score 86 not bad at all we have no user score as of now for obvious reasons they make us wait i think four days now uh then we have 45 positive reviews four mixed reviews no negative and uh yeah if that interests you, like me and Chris talked about before, new features, all the fun stuff. Like a user score for this one's going to be tough because I, like, I think a lot of people who were interested in the game already played the original, like outside the director's cut. And it's like, for those people that d- did that already, I think a lot of them are going to look at the director's cut and say, there's not enough new content in this for me to replay this game again. So I think it's the user reviews are going to be based off of a lot of new people doing reviews. Yeah, I... I don't know how to fall on it. I do kind of agree with you because I didn't play it. And this isn't like make me run to the well, nothing's going to make me run to the stores right now and shake the shelves down. But yeah. uh, I, I am interested in it. I feel like if I was ever going to play it, it has accessibility issues that I'm going to enjoy. Um, but yeah, you're right. I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to give user reviews on a director's cut for something. Mm hmm. I think, yeah, the only ones that are going to be qualified are probably people who have played the original game. And the ones that play it now are probably going to be less than enthused because they were already hoping, on the fence about it. Like, maybe it'll be the new PS5 owners where that maybe some of them came maybe. from the Xbox side of things, never had a chance to play it on PS4, decide to wait for a more complete version. Who knows? Um, but yeah, you're right. That's another one where I think as much as I was interested in Deathloop in the next npd uh chart i'm I'm probably going to be looking for this one to see how that does but anyway we're done there so chris as always we have to move on to the news. news so we have three news articles starting with number one the bait and switch this one's from vgc an unannounced star wars game reportedly in development at quantum dream will feature more traditional action gameplay than the studio's previous titles that's according to Kotaku, source who also backed up recent claims that the Star Wars game has been in development for 18 months at the Paris, France-based company. They said the game will be more action-oriented and ex- exploration-focused than the likes of Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit Become Human, uh, interactive story-based titles which all use quick-time events. As well as adopting more traditional action gameplay, the Star Wars game could include open world and multiplayer elements, it's claimed. Earlier this year, Quantic Dream established its second game development studio in Montreal, Canada. It's headed by, I'm going to go with Stefan Dastras. I'm going with that. If I'm wrong, then uh, fix your name. The founder and former general manager of Deus Ex Maker, Eidos Montreal. Stefan said Quantic Dreams Paris and Montreal teams would work hand in hand on the same project rather than on a separate games, with Montreal responsible for developing the game's mechanics and all of the gameplay. According to Quantic Dreams website, its signature format of interactive drama offers stories with multiple narrative threads, which adapt in real time to the choices and decisions. <laughs> And decisions made by players. Okay, there's a lot of wordplay, <laughs> a lot of uh, traps left out for me. 
to read. But overall, uh, very surprising outcome here. Uh, out of all people making a Star Wars game, I don't think I would have ever thought it'd be Quantic Dream. No. Uh, but I'm kind of excited, but also hesitant because, you know, they bring up Heavy Rain. I've played Beyond Two Souls, though I don't think that's a game that should be quoted. Uh, Detroit Become Human, I believe I enjoyed it. Me and you, I think we were both fans of Indigo Prophecies. Yeah. Um, so they, they have a long lineage in my, like, I, I've enjoyed them for a long time, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. And I just, so right away I'm like, oh yeah, their take on a Star Wars could be really interesting. They're very good at, you know, characters and the connections they make and, you know, diverging paths, anything you want to say like that. Um, but then they kind of move on to this more like, well, it's not going to be the traditional that you're used to from Quantic Dreams. And that's the point where I'm like, oh, don't do it. Don't do it. This is going to be, and I know I'm in the minority, but this feels to me exactly how Gorilla was when they switched from Killzone to Horizon. And I just did not enjoy Horizon. I think it's a strong change and they did really good considering they had no prior experience into like a 3D platformer. But that's going to be the same thing we're going to see here where they're going to try some things but I don't think they're all going to stick on the wall here. It's tough too because I think they're like really refining their formula. Like Heavy Rain, I think you and I both really loved Heavy Rain. Um, the one big criticism we have, spoilers, it's the same villain no matter what. So your multiple endings is just, it's not really, the endings were so minusculely different. Be- I'm not on the same train as you, though, because I think that's totally fine. I think if you, it would have been different villains, I think you would have the issue then that the different characters would just have weaker points of being the villain. Maybe, like you just but all the characters had ways to be the villain. Like the cop, he was like, he's hooked on drugs. The, the dad's But can you imagine blackouts. he's a plotting serial killer of children because he's on drugs? I don't know. Well, it was more than you, just drugs. You know drugs. what I'm saying? But no, could, but you know what I'm yeah, saying, right? it would have right? been lesser, I guess, yeah. But even the main villain guy, his backstory wasn't that great for why he was We, really we do not get into, for whatever reason, in every <laughs> Quantic Dream game, they do a child flashback, and it's always the worst part of the game. Uh, heavy Rain... In Indigo Prophecy, that was by far the the worst parts of those games. They were broken. I just didn't have a good time. I'm like, please stop doing child flashbacks. Beyond Two Souls, I think both of us would say that's probably the lesser of them. Um, I I don't have like bad stuff to say about it, but it's just not memorable to me. It's just not the same standard. It's it. I it was fine. Uh, especially you know you picked it up as a free PlayStation Plus game. Yeah. It's fine. And then Detroit Become Human, I thought was great. And I felt like there was really decisions you could make that would really affect the different endings for each character, which was really cool. Yes. Well, totally different scenes that you could miss oh, totally. depending on your choices. Yeah, which was kind of what Heavy Rain felt like I was trying to do, but it just didn't do that. Not, not even even close. Yeah. So now they're talking about doing a potentially open world multiplayer elements. Like you say, this is very different from what they're used to so yeah. I, I i don't know i don't know what to say star wars i mean i'm always iffy with star wars sometimes i enjoy the games more than the movies but i mean it's it's hard to say it, it could be interesting 
the, like what multiplayer elements would this be at? like ugh, this is like way different from what they usually do <laughs> you're, you're like giving me a panic attack because <laughs> you're allowed to make my decisions you're like how about we just drive into a black hole i'm like don't no, do it don't chris do it. don't do it we're going to this black hole <laughs> it's like there's a there's a quest there i promise you fly and it loot. just says game over <laughs> yeah yeah i don't yeah you're that's a good point honestly the multiplayer thing's interesting um i just and i don't know yeah like is it still gonna have the strong narratives like don't get me wrong and then like when you look at all that it's you know are we looking at a more action-oriented kotor then because if they're still if it's still gonna be quantic dreams if they still are gonna want and i don't know this but it's speculating they still want you to make the decisions you to run the narrative you to make different you know different paths in the story well, then doesn't that kind of just seem like KOTOR and we're already getting that remake? So is this going to be able to stand up on its own? And like you said, with the movies, they cast so much doubt in can we have a good Star Wars story again that, uh, I don't know, it's a very interesting time. I I cannot wait. This one has very much intrigued me and I can't wait to see how this all falls out. We're going to have to wait a long time, Chris. We're going to have to wait a long time. Oh, God, time. it's going to take a long time. But we can move on to number two before that. Sony has more UI improvements in the works. This one comes from VGC, Chris. Sony still has a long list of features it wants to add to the PlayStation 5's backend via future system updates. It said that's according to SIE's platform experience SVP Hideaki Nishino. Nishino claimed that his team has a large list of interesting, exciting, fantastic ideas that it still wants to implement on the PS5 based partly on tracking how users behave on both the PS4 and PS5 consoles. In quotes, we learned a lot through PS4 and can continue to learn about how players are using the system and how games are behaving, he explained. As I said, when I look back at the list of things we need to do, there's a lot, and the community is asking for a lot as well. I want to say in the Japanese way, I'm diligently working on these lists, and there will be more coming out in the future. I tweaked the quote just a little bit. I also want to say thank you to the community. We are not just whiteboarding our desired features. We work for customer needs. We really want to solve the problem in a delightful manner. That's our core passion. We are here for the PlayStation fans. I'm always amazed by the feedback, how much the community loves PlayStation. It's really great to hear player feedback. And at the same time, we get great feedback from creators as well. Looking forward to those updates, Chris. Yeah, they don't go into any details. We... The conversation goes on further. There, there's a huge talk between them and the host. Um, oh, I definitely cut out a lot. But I mean, for the most part, they don't really go into anything um, like specifics as to what they're looking at doing. But they do say that they are listening to the community and a lot of the features that they, the community is suggesting they're, they're looking at. So I, I, I haven't actually gone to any forums or any Reddit posts or anything to see what people are bugging for right now. Uh, I don't even know what I would want right now. Have you, is there any, can I, can I just throw one in yeah, real hard? Sure. So hard. The thing I missed the most, the themes, Chris themes. Yeah. God damn it. Give me my themes back. Yeah. I don't know why they took it away. I get it. They Sony has this arrogance sometimes where they're just like, this is the PS five and you're going to love this. And I'm like, no, it's stupid. I don't like that. I hover over a game and I just get a flat image of that game i'm like okay great i get it but you can also just have that in the title screen the little square chris we already have it just put the picture in there let me have my theme one of the best themes to this day playstation 3 is heavy rain oh my god i wish i could have had on my ps4 it would have been my only theme even though 
I have some weird issue and I love switching themes all the time. I'll pay money. And that's the other thing to support the themes on top of that. I know I'm asking for a lot. Sony to support something. Remember when we were supposed to be able to buy covers for our PS3, Chris, and then our PS4, Chris, and now our PS5s. Where is that? Why did they make them removable? I can't buy any more, Chris. I'm going on a rant. We're going on a rant, Chris. <laughs> I don't understand it. Let me buy themes. Let me have themes. I miss them. That's my number one feature. There's probably way more important things that need to be fixed and changed. No, themes number one, Chris. <laughs> uh, I, I've thought about this one actually quite a bit. And I, this is kind of the PC side of me coming through. But I think it would be nice if PlayStation also had some sort of overlay. So like if people were talking, their names would light up in party chat or something that you could like put little icons of them on the side. They have the, the new trophy tracker, which I just realized you could pin the trophies to the side of the screen, but then your game is like that much smaller. Well, mm-hmm. it's like, why can't I have those on top of the game as like an overlay and maybe just, you know, make them like a little bit translucent so they're not like really or in your eyes. have that option for people that don't, they, they want, you know, the other, right? You're like, it's fine if you have the one saying, because maybe there's that psychopath that doesn't mind having a smaller, uh, yeah. you know, screen size. But uh, you're right that there should be that. I do, you know, I guess my response to yours would be, do you think we see that possibly with this work they're doing with Discord? That's what I'm hoping for. Because Discord for. would have a more PC centric mindset. Yeah, right? I, I think I like my bubbles on Discord. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that you can do overlay. Not necessarily. That's pretty much the only overlay I use. Part of that, but if Sony's already working on like the trophies and pinning it to its own window, kind of like well, even like how when we do our share screens, I could put your uh, camera on top of my game in the bottom. Like mm. I could choose a corner, right? But you can't do that with the trophies. You can only pin it to the whole side. So it'd be nice if there was some sort of overlay. And like you say, the work with Discord, there's a chance that we could be getting that at some point. Um, I know that's I just probably know more of a technical thing for Sony oh, yeah. to do than themes. But well, maybe themes and, and are I, a little bit more too. Who knows? I guess themes is the only one that really jumps to me like right away. But like you said, there's definitely probably just little quality of life changes they could make uh, here and there. If it's overlay, if it's... How it works with the theme, you know. Hey, if you guys want us to come up with an extensive list, we could take some time and we'll make up an extensive list. We could go on the forum, see what people are asking, say, hey, that's dumb. Why would we even want that? Or we could just make a list of things we want. I don't know. But let us know. Okay, we're going to number three, the last news article of the day. No battery left behind. This one comes from VGC as well. We're uh, doing a hat trick here. A hockey term for those who are not familiar with the sports of ice skating with sticks. The latest firmware update for the PlayStation 4 reportedly ensures the console will continue to work when the CMOS or CMOS battery dies. Although the official firmware patch notes don't make any mention of it, YouTuber uh, Destruction Games reports that since installing the new update, games have started playing without issue on his PS4 console with the dead battery. Uh, Here we go with quotes. It looks like the 9.0 PS4 firmware update fixed the C-bomb issue, he wrote. Tested it on my PS4 with a dead battery and games are no longer crashing on startup and I can even earn trophies. Although the trophies earned date will be blank. Uh, The so-called C-bomb refers to an issue where the console's CMOS battery, which 
before this update would render PS4 games unplayable if it was either removed or drained over time. The CMOS battery powers the console's internal clock, and when players try to start the game on the console, it will compare the internal clock with the date and time on the remote server to make sure the player is verified to play them. If the battery is removed or dies, the console will ask players to manually enter the date and time when it boots and then attempts to sync the date and time online. However, when the PlayStation Network is experiencing server issues and the console and the console can't connect to it, the sync can't be made and no games are playable. This would mean that should Sony ever choose to close the PlayStation Network in the future, which it won't, uh, and given that the CMOS batteries naturally die over time, it would theoretically lead to over 115 million PS4 consoles eventually being unplayable to play games, uh, which is also complete shenanigans. Uh, Not going to happen, especially the PS4, I believe, is the console we can all say is future-proofed at this point. Uh, So the fact that they would ever take the server away from that one, uh, I mean, I guess it's not never going to happen, but you got time. If the new firmware update fixes the issue as reported, however, this should no longer be an issue. Chris, the issue that we said wouldn't be an issue is no longer an issue. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we, we talked about this before, obviously, when it was first discovered. And even then, we were like, this is a non issue. I mean, the, ch- the, t- the chance that the battery will die, I mean, obviously it'll die in time, but ours haven't died. I, my old system is still running. I have my PS3 is still using the same thing. I, I assume it still has the CMOS battery in it. Um, the chance that it would die and the network would be unavailable, um, for us, that's not a problem. I mean, there could be countries out there that the network is a lot more inconsistent um, but when you go to their website, I'm not seeing any inconsistencies unless it's just not reporting mm-hmm. those inconsistencies. Um, this was kind of an, a non-issue in our eyes, and now it's an even more non-non-issue. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's the thing. Even thinking more on it, like the PS3, you can still download PS3 games. So, f- yeah, like they were talking about, you couldn't buy any more new ones, but that server would still be available. So... Now thinking about it even more, I'm like, no, this was never going to be an issue unless you didn't have an internet connection. Yeah. Then I could see the people, rural people, or maybe people that just live in the middle of the desert. Yeah, if this battery died, that's an issue. But guess what? If you live in those scenarios and you don't have internet, then you probably wouldn't get this update and it's still going to be an issue. Hooray. It's just something that was an oversight. And I think for 99.9% of the population that has a PS4, it was a non-issue. It just seemed like people just wanted to pick out anything uh, in the giant console wars, you know. Yeah. This was not the battlefield to fight to the death on. Not the hill to die on today, good sir. So anyway, we got through all our news articles. We got through everything. So we have to, like always, move on to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we just give you the article headlines, uh, the sites you can find those on, and then you can go educate yourselves and we're all better for it. Dual genre remaster act razor renaissance is out today or well when that posting actually happened you can find more information on the playstation blog i never played act razor myself but i went and added to my wish list i will wait for it to go cheaper we then found some mind-blowing footage of a game called ride 4 on the ps5 and it's gone viral this can be found on push square the video was pretty impressive 
Uh, we're assuming it's using the technology that the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is. It uh, must be. It's photorealistic uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's impressive. It looks really cool. It's like legit driving on rainy streets right now. We could probably, maybe, if you could go anywhere in the game, that'd be cool too. Like if I could go to where I live and then drive to your house and race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glaring at you through the window. This is worse than You're GTA. Like, it's going to get people to try doing time trials in real life. That's, a lot, that's all that's going to happen. I'm just glaring at you through the window. You're like, oh, it's just like real life. <laughs> The PlayStation Store, big in Japan, sale, discounts, loads of great PS5, PS4 games. Uh, this can be found on Push Square as well, but or you could just go to the Sony app and see what games are on sale. Life is Strange Remastered Collection has a new release date. It's coming out in February. If you're looking forward to that, then guess what? Another game for you to buy in February, which until those things all start getting delayed... Looks like a very expensive uh, spring for us all. That one comes from VGC. Cheaters are already spoiling Call of Duty's Vanguard's multiplayer beta. Surprise, surprise, this one comes from VGC. Uh, though I do believe Activision has already talked about later in the year, they want to add that anti-cheat software. But uh, Will it help? Until then, Will enjoy help? your Call of Duty. <laughs> There's a lot of anger towards this game where people are claiming that it's bad or this or that and... I don't know. It's Call of Duty. It's always the same. I don't... Well, I mean, I think their weapons are going old school, so maybe that's why mm. people are... I imagine they're going old school. I don't know. Okay, we got through it, Chris. That's it. That's everything. We're, we're done for the week. Thanks for giving us your time, which is your most valuable currency. We appreciate it so much. Thank you very much, and until next week, goodbye. Bye. Bye.